Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, break! Welcome. <laughs> We've been debating for the past 15 minutes how to get Dakota's exhales not on the mic. And he said, fuck it. Is that, I, we move it around however you want. It still picks up. There's, I don't know what it is. There's just the, the theory way. theory could be the mustache. We think moose mash. Maybe we think the, the moose mash might do it. Down the moose mash <laughs> right into the microphone. Shout out to his gonna, oldest because he's the one who started the moose mash. <laughs> I'm going to try my best not to just exhaled right into the microphone but it's it, uh, trust me we tried we tried to do our due, due, due diligence due diligence it's uh, not possible that is dakota of course and this is tyler red king to norman over here um we got a lot to talk about it sucks because it's been a few days since possibly the greatest weekend of nfl playoffs we have ever seen as a whole we've said that several times throughout the years but it was is very it's hard to top that any of them any any conversation you want to have, that is a thousand percent of the conversation, if not the best. Two game winning field goals, um, an underdog beating a heavy favorite, and possible game of the century. Well, we had, we had a game that we thought was the best game we'd seen in a long time, and then the night game happened. Uh, unfucking believable weekend of football. It sucks because I I am. I, I wish I could figure out a way how we could fucking record like r- immediately after some of these games. Maybe maybe in the long run, I don't know. But I wish we could capture that emotion. No, I wish just, that we had live streamed myself, <laughs> if, and I wish Dakota would have come over for that game just so you could catch raw emotion while we're doing this. Because I went through emotions that have not even been characterized in any school books, any textbooks, anywhere. These emotions have not been categorized. I have went through, I went through everything in three hours. Three hours and 30. I went from so goddamn mad <laughs> to so motherfucking happy in 13 seconds. I mean, it was unfucking believable. The greatest thing I've ever seen. I am so fucking. I think it said it capped out at 52 million viewers at the end of the game. Uh, most watched divisional round game in the past five years. It was unbelievable. I mean, a fucking fantastic weekend of football. And then we got some other stuff that Dakota's going to talk about here. Before we get into it, oh yeah, we got well, what stuff? You gonna? G- I know you wanted to talk about the big news around Arkansas right now. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it was the news was oversold a bit. I think it it was in the, in the in, that's why when I heard it, I was just like, eh, okay, yeah, cool. When within the conversation, it's definitely big news. We're talking the grand scheme of things. It's a big it's a big thing. JB Hunt has entered the chat for nil. When oh. if you're talking nil, that is a big deal. But, but just in the grand scheme of sports, right? No, not necessarily. We're going to talk recaps, talk a little the importance of J.B. Hunt jumping in the game. Mm-hmm. Dakota has some Hall of Fame... Horseshit. Hall of Fame horseshit. That's what we'll call it. Alliteration. Hall of Fame horseshit. Alliteration always makes things so much more zingier. You know what I mean? Makes it zesty. It does. Spices it up. So Dakota's got some Hall of Fame horseshit. I don't even watch baseball or keep up with it, but I saw... The news of it, and even myself knew these names. I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, that proves a point, right? That's what I'm saying. It's and fucking, I'm a, and I don't fucking watch anything baseball related. Then we got some Tom Brady talk. 
mandatory we talk some Tom Brady because for as long as I myself hated him, I know Dakota too. Oh, yeah. To hear the words that he said on his own podcast kind of made me like, oh, fuck. That kind of sucks. So we got to talk about some Tom Brady news. Yep. We got, uh, I, got a, I got a hypothetical for you that we did not talk about beforehand. Okay. It's going to be good. Okay. I hope. Okay. I don't want to hype it up too much. Uh, then we have uh, biggest shitbag thing you ever did in the military. Should be good. The code doesn't have several. I no, see, I don't. I don't have several. I have one that I always go to because it was such a fucking great move. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that. I'll more so talk about like a funny story or something because I really don't remember any shitbaggery that I did other than just typical. Typical sham shield type shit of trying to dodge out of details and shit. There's not really right. much that I really did, but we'll talk about some funny stories from the military and some possible blue falcons on the on the uh, airwaves here. Those Go of you who don't you. know what that means, it's, it's buddy, buddy fuckers. Fucker. <laughs> it's people who fuck your buddies directly over. We call well, them blue funny. falcons. You remember what the mascot was? Fort Campbell's High School. No, the Blue Falcons, or they were the Falcons, and their colors were blue and white. I think there's actually fucking hilarious. There's an actual team. I can't remember if it's high school or college. That's actually the Blue Falcons. But anyways, it, it, it has to be intentional. There's no way it wasn't. So let's let's start off with recaps. Recaps. To catch the most emotion up front. Because apparently Dakota has a take that's going to get some, some stuff stirred up here. Well, it wasn't a take until like the the celebration took a turn. And then I got into it with several people. Okay. So we'll talk. Let's talk about them in what, what is it called? In, Chronological order? What, yeah. what the fuck you want to call it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. What was the first game? First game was the Cincy game. Which game was it? I can't remember. Yeah. Saturday's first game was the Cincy. Okay. Underwhelming game. But we talked about this. Did we talk about Saturday? Yeah, because Sunday we talked about Saturdays. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We just didn't talk about Sunday's games. Correct. Correct. So let's talk Rams Bucks. The amount of people that probably didn't get to watch the end of that game because it was a fucking blowout. What game? Rams Bucks. Oh, like from just turning it off because I yes. thought it was over? Yeah, I'm sure there was a fair amount of people. Yeah, I would off. bet so too. I knew better. I fucking knew better, and I watched scared the entire time that what did happen was going to happen. Oh, what was terrible about that game was we, I was watching it. So we went to the in-laws for Sunday. Shout out, Kim Rick. Every, every Sunday. Every uh, Sunday. They were getting a new roof from the storm, right? So they're up there re-shingling the roof. Uh-huh. They took During the, the game? Well, no, no. Okay, they okay. had already done it, but they took the satellite down so they could put it, put everything back in there, and they put it back up. Didn't work. Oh, that's great. So we had like three or four people watching it on their phone, and naturally nobody's is synced up. No, like it's just of course everybody's not. watching it. Like NFL so people were reacting at different times. You're, yes, and it was like you that's knew it worst. was coming, and people would like cuss or yell, and it's like fuck, man. Like I can't even. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it now, but I can't even enjoy it. So I had to just try not to pay attention to anybody's conversation. That's like while me and Dakota watch games, and he's at his house, and I'm at mine. And we start texting each other, or I call him or something, and he's like, what What are you talking about? What? Oh, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. I'm hanging up. Now I don't. Now I'm not going to text you and tell you what's going on, or you don't text me, because now I'm going to be robbed of that emotion. That's the worst. That's and the absolute not, worst. It's not consistent either. Like It's not like you're always ahead of me or I'm always ahead of you. It's fucking random, and it's aggravating uh-huh. as shit. Yep. It's, it's way worse. Me and Bradley have done it with fights before. We'll be talking about it, and that's that's something that you can't undo. Like, uh, who was it? Uh... Ben Askren, Jorge Masvidal fight. 
Like Ben Askren was his dude, or one of them, and fight starts, fight's over. And I text him, I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, what? And I'm, I, so he calls me, he's like, what are you talking about? Fights haven't even started yet. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, and, you and have then, some things. And then I hear him, he's like, what? Uh, what oh, the fuck just happened? Oh, no. Like, it was it was just disappointing. He's like, oh, no. That <laughs> starched in, like, nine seconds. Yes. And so I had seen the conclusion. He hadn't even seen it start. That's tough. That That is tough. But shortly after the start, it was over, so. Mm-hmm. So, Rams go out to a big lead. Yeah. Matt Stafford's wheeling and dealing on folks. Mm-hmm. And then all of a Where sudden, the fuck was this all year? It has started. They once the playoffs the started, table. once the playoffs started, they took off. I know people say you get hot at the right time, but like most people don't wait until the playoffs to get hot. Like you have some momentum going into it. This is what we thought we were going to see from the Rams all year long, and then you look back and you're like, "Well, they are 12 and 5." But they narrowly avoided several games. Yeah, and they went into the playoffs losing to the Niners. Yeah. Which obviously have beat a couple good teams since then, but still you didn't have any momentum. No, I had lost all faith in Matt Stafford because he was my fantasy quarterback and he had lost me first place. So I was out. But then looking back on the beginning of the season, Dakota and my predictions, I think he had the Packers or we both had the Rams. Can't remember. But I feel I, like I picked the Packers the whole time, but yeah, I think I, you did. I was much higher on the Rams preseason naturally than I was yeah. when they started to. I had Rams Chiefs originally and as the weeks went by, I said, fuck these motherfuckers <laughs> it's Packers Chiefs and that didn't happen but no Rams went off to a big lead Matt Stafford's doing what we expect Matt Stafford to do and then all of a sudden the Tom the case of the Tom Brady started happening and it wasn't even from Brady doing anything case of the devil case of Satan rearing his ugly head on the football field Tom made a call and said hey Satan it's me your boy remember that deal we made I'm gonna need you to fucking cash in press right the now. Buffalo Wild Wings button right now Jesus because Cooper Cup did something he never does and fumbled and then Cam Akers fumbled right before halftime on the one-yard line. That would have been huge to get a fucking touchdown right there before halftime. Come out, Cooper Cup fumbles. And then Cam Akers fumbles again. And it all happens in the fourth quarter in the middle of you have a 17-point lead and then you give up 14 straight. Yeah, so the Bucks scored. And they're like, yeah, but they're still down seven. Right. They got three minutes, a little over three minutes left. Fumble on 25. They were up 10. Rams were up 10. When that fumble happened, then that the Buccaneers did go down and score because it was a three-point finish. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was seven. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Walk-off field goal by Gay. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, they scored, and then everybody in the fucking place, or at least I was, was like, you better put six people on Cooper Cup today. Uh, yeah. Right now. As soon as the first fumble happened and the Bucks got the ball, I, I stood up and I was like, oh, my God, no, it's going to happen. Like, I'm going to come back. I'm not saying that you couldn't have gone to Odell in that situation and him deliver. You absolutely could have. If you have a brain in your fucking skull, you put as many people as you can afford to on Cooper Cup. You find the OPOY. And what's crazy is, like, that was clearly the thought. Like, they had him guarded, and then he just decided not to let him anymore. They asked Devin White and the rest of them after the game. They had a huge misunderstanding on the play call. It was supposed to be apparently like an all-out blitz, zero blitz, with a guy deep on, on Cup to keep him from going deep. But Devin White didn't blitz, and the corner was supposed to blitz. And they both just stopped trying to blitz. So Matt Stafford had all the time. The safety thinks the pressure's going to get there. He ain't got fucking all this time. He ain't going to do it. So he starts to snooze, and Coop just keeps going. Because well, he looked like he was going to sit it down in the middle, sit it down in the middle, 
and just kept going. And Winfield just thought to himself, the blitz is going to get him. No fucking way. Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, then it was a good recovery by him because when Matt Stafford let the ball go, I mean, he had a step on him, but it was just a step. By the time the ball and got there, to five steps. he was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very, like we talked about, it's very Jordy Nelson-esque. Like, the way that he used to just fucking be wide open in key moments. It's fucking ridiculous. And even if that play works out, even if you bring the fucking house and you got somebody deep to stop him from going deep, and they dump it off to him quick because Matt Stafford will. I mean, in that game situation, it's do or die. You dump it to him, let him go make a move. You trust one person to fucking stop him? No. You could. I mean, it could happen. But you're putting your fucking season on that? Oh, yeah. I'm no, not. No. No, thank you. Cooper Cup is not going to be the reason we lose this goddamn game, and he was. And who in the world thought that Matt Stafford was going to cock that motherfucker back and throw a 50-yard bomb? He threw it 50 yards into the air. That motherfucker was, he, his body was bent backwards exorcism style, and he catapulted that bitch way up into the air, and it came down. Dime. Money. So, so fucking money. Fucking money. <laughs> it was a fucking thing of beauty. And they said that I think Matt Stafford only threw for like 70 yards in the second half. But they were trying to fucking what manage was that, the 60 clock. of them? Yeah, they were trying to manage the fucking clock and try to win this bitch. They almost managed themselves right out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I was losing it whenever they he threw that fourth down to Mike Evans. And he dropped it. And then the motherfucker lit him up. Eric Weddle lit him up. I said, what are you doing? Yeah. And then the announcer's like, wait a minute. I think this is going to be a dead ball. I was like, no fucking way. It's a dead ball. Sure as shit, dead ball. And I said, oh my God, how lucky are they? Because <laughs> the case of the Brady's yeah. almost happened again. Yeah. Two times. Yes. In the same game. So the Rams move on to play the Niners. Just like we all thought. NFC Championship, Rams, Niners. Wouldn't it be something? If the Rams fucking make it to the Super Bowl and they went their last four games, they went through the Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Rams. That's impressive. Yes. Do I think it'll happen? No. Did I think the Rams would beat the Cowboys or the Packers? No. So So what do you think happens in that Niners Rams matchup? Well, we'll save it for the re- for the precaps. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's fine. That's about all we're gonna have to talk about on Sunday. Yeah. We're about to get into some dangerous territory here with this show. Yeah. Football's going to be over. Whoa. We're, oh, we're going to have a lot of bullshit going on in here. Yeah, a lot of fuckery. There will be some very good episodes come out of it. There will be some very bad ones. There <laughs> <laughs> will be some bad ones. There may. Hang with us. I am hanging my hat on good. Let's talk Buffalo at Kansas City. Fucking crazy game. On, the, the whole time. This was not a situation like the, the Bucks and Rams game stunk. First, eighty-five. A large majority of that game, and then it was like the emotion you felt afterwards would lead you to believe it's a good game. It was not. It, it's a stinker. This game, all the way through, delivered a hundred times tip. over. It was tip the whole tip. time. Yes, I have never seen a more awesome game in my life. And have and it, I mean the Rams, the Rams Chief game comes to mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's For, the only other one that was right there with it. The with it, and it wasn't as action packed, but the it was. Close throughout, and the end of the a lot of turnovers was in that one was uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore on Christmas Eve when AB stretched over the goal line when he got hit. That was a good one. But it was a snoozer the whole game until then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was, was like not. It was not as action packed, but no. It, like I like I said, beginning of the episode, you put it up against any game you want. The weekend up against any weekend you want. I think the weekend probably trumps everything, but the yes. game itself, I'm sure we're forgetting about something. But it, I don't care what it is. It's up there with it. Un, fucking. 
believable. And if Spagnola is not fired by the end of this <laughs> fucking run, I swear to God, there is no human on earth who would think I'm going to take Nick Bolton and Willie Gay out, out of the game. Out matters. of the game on the last three fucking possessions for, that Buffalo had. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So you're telling me Ben Neiman is better in coverage than Willie Gay? I think at that point, with the success that both offenses had had, because I thought about that too, you may just be going with your freshest guys because at that point, like at that point in the game, fourth quarter in general, they weren't stopping each other. Like it was just like, can we score faster than you? Can we end up with the ball last? And that's like we said beforehand, before the game, that that's what it was going to be. I mean, you made, you made the joke that you were going to beat the brakes off them, but you said that was you trying to outweigh your concerns. Yes. I never in any ever thought theory, anything thought it would be like that. Like, do you, well, they were talking about like the last four meetings between the two teams, their total combined score is like 198. Mm hmm. I don't, and I, that was with, I mean, I, I am a big advocator for Matthew, Tyron Matthews overrated. Mm hmm. But somehow he's always where the ball is on deep throws, on big bomb passes, stuff like that. Matthew is not beat deep. He will be there. I don't know if he's going to make the tackle or make the fucking play, but he will be there. And nine times out of ten, he puts a hand on it. Holy fuck were we missing him that whole fucking game. I was livid at that bomb pass that he had to Davis, the 70 fucking yarder. Mm -hmm. That was one play touchdown right after our touchdown drive that took like nine minutes. Yeah. They I was, was they were so still talking about fucking that, mad about that drive that y'all had when the ball when the next thing you know like, oh shit. Yeah. Drive over touchdown. I was so fucking mad. I said to Rick during that game, I said the best thing that could have happened for Tyron Matthew in any contract negotiation is the fact that he missed this game. Because they not because I think it changed the game, but because like the Bills offense was gonna be simply great. those bomb passes don't happen like that if he's in there. All the I don't I can't say anything for any of the other ones. But that kind of fucking play doesn't happen when he's in. Maybe, but I think the game, like the the result of the game, is the same. I think, maybe not. But that's the thing. That's yeah, what, I that, don't know about the result of the game. That, I, fuck, I don't know about that. But. but that's why I say it's the best thing that happened to him because the unknown, like you, you, on paper, it should have been better with him in there. Would it have been? I don't know. No idea. But you have to think that those big passes are going to be stopped by one of the. Well, I don't know if he's not at, le- at year, least but. deterred. Like you're not going to let him. Fuck, I don't know. He might have let him play. He's letting the, both of them letting the goddamn fly that week last Sunday. And I like Thornhill, but he has a tendency when I mean I get it. It's Josh Allen, so you're worried about him running. Right. So the safety's sitting there like, oh fuck, is he gonna take off? Is he gonna take off? Oh shit, there he went. There goes Davis getting himself a fucking four year deal. Well, if he there has, is. if he has time, you have no choice but to just make a make a judgment call. You have to just fuck it. I'm picking one because if you pick neither, you're fucked. Yes. You have to wait on him to run and trust that somebody else has your guy. Or go with your guy and hope he doesn't run. Hope somebody gets there before he takes off. Mike Hughes might be the worst corner in football. <laughs> he might be the worst fucking corner in football. The play where, oh, let's see. You're Garden Davis. You're on the far sideline. He runs a route and pretends that he's going to go to the far sideline that's four feet away from you. And you somehow fucking trip and fall down. <laughs> he was never going to the outside. It's common sense. He's already two feet from the boundary. He's not going to turn that way. He's he's faking. Motherfucker sends himself in another dimension. He went into the upside down. Now, that's credit to someone I saw on Twitter. I believe it was an analyst that said sent him in the upside down. But what the fuck, man? What? I'm so glad we won, but holy shit, is there so much cause for concern with this fucking defense. 
mostly due to personnel changes by Spags and key situations on third and longs, fourth and longs. You put 56 and 49. I told y'all at the beginning of the season, when 56 and 49 is on the field, just find them. Good things will happen for the opponent's offense. And boy, did it ever. I mean, time after fucking time, when I saw Bolton and Gay coming out, I said, here we fucking go. Well, lucky for lucky for him and you, the team you're playing in the AFC Championship has a very similar style of offense with now the production. Like, the Bills are a better team. I'm not saying that the Bengals and the Bills are the same team. The style in which they play, very similar. Yeah. So if he noticed those things, like you, like you said, thank God you won, but if you notice those things and you don't address them against the Bengals and the same things happen to you regardless if you win or lose, uh, you when you play the Rams, they will do that again. Like, they will do specifically the things that they struggle with to defend in this game and if they continue into the Bengals game. I don't expect them to continue into the Bengals game, but it's Spags. What I, what, I, um, what I will not stand for and what I assume this conversation turns a different direction on is the immediate, immediate claim of, oh, these overtime rules need to get fixed. This needs to get fixed. And here we go. Okay, here's, here's my situation, folks. That's the number one defense in football. Mm-hmm. Just stop them. Mm-hmm. Hold them to a field goal. It's all you got to do. Then you're going to get a chance to put this thing down. And I promise you, it's probably going to go down. <laughs> How Mahomes made the number one defense look like a bunch of fucking, look like the Chiefs defense times two, I'll never understand. That is two all-pro safeties back deep. I'll never understand how the fuck he did what the fuck he did against the number one defense. That's my only my only conniption argument fighting point is why are we really going to belittle what the fuck Mahomes just accomplished by saying, boy, that overtime's bullshit. I don't fucking like that, and that's all the media has done is, well, that overtime's bullshit. Come on, man. Nobody's giving Mahomes credit for what he did, and they're only talking about, well, as soon as that coin flip happened, it was game over. That that's fucking. But that's the that's the thing. That is a credit to Mahomes. This is this is the shit I got into. Is everybody's like, oh, they're discrediting Mahomes? No, they're not. They're saying that regardless, because honestly, and if you don't believe this, then we're this conversation is not worth having. Whoever won that coin toss was winning the game. If the Bills win that coin toss, the Bills are winning the game too. Like at that point, they were fucking kind shot. Of, I guess yeah, kind like, of. They were fucking. Sh- both defenses were shot. And this is not saying like that's why they moved the ball to the field because they were shot. What he did in overtime was fantastic. What he did with thirteen seconds was not Mahomes. This is this is the issue that I got into. Was just like, whoa, you left thirteen seconds. Why in the fuck would you be in a sideline prevent defense Thank instead you. of press covering when you know they have two timeouts? The need for stopping them from getting out of bounds is fucking null and void. And what are you doing? And it's not even that so much. But they're like, oh, you left them too much time. And like everybody said that as a joke. And, Nobody and meant like, that when they said no. it. No. And I stood up and walked down the hallway and wouldn't even look at the TV for a second because even I. Even myself thought, this is over. Now. It's over. It started with launching the ball into the fucking end zone on the kickoff. Uh, as soon as I, as soon as the ball went up, watching the trajectory, I'm not, I'm not a fucking whiz at geometry, but I can tell you, before that ball got to the end zone, it was gone out of the fucking end zone. Why you wouldn't put that thing, especially when you look back there, because at first I was like, oh, you don't want Tyreek to run it back. It was Pringle. It wasn't even Hardman. Mm-hmm. They're two guys, because regardless of what you think of Hardman and stiff hips, the motherfucker's fast. <laughs> he is fast. If one of those two's back there... That I was also another unbelievable touchdown that kind of gets overshadowed. Was that Hardman touchdown? Right. That was sick. I, You could sell me on it. I still don't agree with it, because if you kick that motherfucker way up, and I'm not talking about a squib, if you kick it way up in the air and burn some clock... It wouldn't, though. It, it doesn't start until someone touches well, it. So they, like if they, you just kick it up and fair catch it, 
Then nothing happens. Well, maybe. But I guess you hope he drops it, something. I don't know. But you know they're going to have 13 seconds if you kick it deep. Like if you kick it into the end zone. I mean, at least you got. At least you think to yourself, okay, they have to go seventy-five yards. There's no way they can get set. Or you know, you that think, would be logical if you had planned to cover either of the best people on the fucking field. Because when they took when they before they snapped the ball, I said this is going because they put people on the fucking sidelines and they put people deep. I said they will not throw this. Why the fuck would you throw the ball deep at the twenty-five? Mm-hmm. They're going to throw it underneath Tyreek. It happened against what was that game last year, da- or two years Dallas. ago against Remember the, the Cowboys? Dallas game. Yes, yeah. at halftime, and they threw a fucking little short route and he goddamn scored. Why the fuck? There's I have no nobody. Idea. He had a 20 yard fucking window. You and me, we say this before, you and me could have thrown that fucking pass. And as soon as he caught that and they got it, timeout, we're still in good shape. I said, this one's going to Kelsey, like I think fucking <laughs> everyone did. And what happened? There was no one within the length of this fucking bedroom <laughs> from Kelsey. What the fuck are you doing? The number one defense. No idea. What the fuck are you doing? That is all on, I don't even know what their coach The touchdown pass at the end of Kelsey was fucking sweet. Yeah, that was sick. But the two that got him down there, what the fuck are we doing? No clue. And I didn't even think about that in the moment when the game was going on. I wasn't even thinking about it because in my head, I'm like, this is over. Who gives a fuck? I thought it was, I was like, oh, well, I guess we're going to throw a fucking Hail Mary. I don't fucking know what we're doing. Well, I thought it was over too because I thought they were going to cover them. And they chose. I didn't even think about it. They opted out. That ne- <laughs> We don't want to cover. That never even crossed my mind into like, why are they playing this defense? Because I had already closed the goddamn book. I had prepared to get uh, ridiculed. I was already preparing for what kind of shit I was going to have to take. Those things were already in my head <laughs> before the game was even over. I was like, well, here we go. Uh, my bet was Zach, dead. Fucking everybody at work, going to roast me. <laughs> Fucking all the dew pops, I bet, gone. gone. That, that that was already, I. it was silence in the house. Macy knew, no more talking now. <laughs> there is no more talky talking talky no more talky macy and i had it was just like a you and me thing where it's just like okay now's when we stop texting that's exactly how it was in the house when josh allen scored that motherfucking touchdown with 13 seconds left and they ran over the sideline it was bittersweet afterwards to think because just seeing the bills over there all celebrating and all fucking crying shit and in the moment i was just like in my head i was just like you motherfucking piece <laughs> of shit and then you know the kickoff happened and then the first catch and i was like Tony Romo was like, they might actually have a chance. And I kind of just like started to think to myself, like, I hate Tony wait, Romo. Wait, do we actually? Have- no fucking way. And then the Kelsey throw, and I was like, at the why is the middle of the seam open? At the defensive strategy, you saw displayed on the first pass, you should have known right then, we had a fucking chance here. I wasn't paying attention. I already, Like I said, I wrote it Which off. Which is fair. I don't, I don't expect you to have I your bearings the book, and I knew it was over. Where my conversation escalated to with the people that I talked to today was the whole... Well, nobody, nobody cared when it was our overtime deal that, that fucked us, which is bullshit. At that point, nobody, like, at that point, we were still in the prime of, like, all the graphics that came out that was like, oh, who are rooting for To you? be fair, to raise my hand, I was very butthurt. Oh, I know. When we didn't get a chance to get the ball back in overtime, and I was hot. Well, you should have been, because uh, that's what I'm getting to. So, I, so, so I get I get it. Right. At, at the pinnacle of Patriots hatred, where you had your maps that were like, oh, who are we rooting for today? And it was like, New England, Patriots, the rest of the United States, everybody else. Like, <laughs> Correct. Nobody was rooting. Nobody didn't feel bad for the Chiefs in that situation, if for no other reason than nobody wanted to see the Patriots in their fucking Super Bowl. Now, if you want to say you don't feel bad but for... all the owners... All the well, owners and, shooting it down. And that's what I'm getting That to. kind of stuff. If you as a Chiefs fan or anybody wants to say, well, I don't feel bad for the Bills because they were one of the teams that shot it down, fine. 
Usual that, is my stance. The small it. issue I have with that is they shot down the exact proposal because in order to say they needed to change it, they had to offer a solution. I don't remember what the, what the Kansas City's proposal was. but The solution was no coin toss. Uh, both teams get the ball regardless of uh, the points that were scored. Um, if the first team doesn't score, then the next team who does score does still win. Uh, but both teams get the ball, no coin toss. That's determined before the game. That whoever gets the ball in overtime is determined before the game. And as far as I know, that's the extent of it. I, I saw the article get popped up of what the what the paper was. It was just no coin toss. It's predetermined, kind of like a college possession arrow type situation. Um, if the first team doesn't score a touchdown, the next person to score a touchdown wins. That was what I saw. Yeah, but uh, but again, either way, the details don't necessarily matter. The point is, in order to vote for or against that, you have to agree with the solution. So you can agree that it needs to be changed and not agree with the solution and shoot it down. That's that's irrelevant. If you want to not feel bad for them because they were one of the ones that shot it down, I'm absolutely for it. It doesn't mean that the overtime is not bullshit. And like everything else, this is what I mean, it we've be- said it for years. This is what it became. When Demarius Thomas scored that touchdown, the 75 yarder against Pittsburgh, the first thing I thought to myself was, "Wait, okay, this is a little fucked up. Why wouldn't Pittsburgh get a fucking chance to score here in overtime? Like, uh, imagine if, and it, uh, this is kind of apples to oranges, but it, it it makes the point. Imagine if in baseball. The away team scored at the top of the extra innings, and it was just over. Home team didn't get the bat. Like there was no point. It makes it makes no fucking sense. Like if you propose that in baseball, you like that makes no sense. It doesn't make sense in football either. But like, the, I don't understand the logic of the first touchdown wins the game. But to devil's advocate, it they did already adjust the overtime recently, to where it used to be first team to get any points whatsoever, it's over. So then they went back in and they changed it. If the first team gets a field goal, then the other team gets the ball. So they did already tweak it once. Right, and I'm all for that. But and, the, think, and the, my favorite part is seeing the people on Good Morning Football. Uh, is that what it's called? Good Morning Football? Yeah. It sounds like weird. That. But seeing the person who was on there uh, Monday after the game and was going, this overtime rule is, is just nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And then they pulled up the video of him in 2019. Uh, I guess it was 2018, but 2019. Right. Whatever you want to call 2018 it. 2018 season. Yeah, yeah. Game. That's what I mean. And it showed that exact person on that exact same set come out there and they were like should the overtime rules be changed after the Chiefs and nonsense there the Chiefs and uh, Patriots and he said no 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 see this is people are just mad because Tom Brady won again and everybody wanted the young guy to win but no they already tweaked it once leave overtime alone and then two years later it's what is wrong with this overtime okay well then if you okay here's my thing here's my how I feel about this if you just wanted the, the Chiefs to lose and you're mad that the Chiefs won now I understand why the people are arguing. If you were just rooting for the Bills and the Bills didn't win, so your first thing is, well, fucking overtime. Okay, now I understand. You didn't want the Chiefs to win. Okay. Just, this is not a real argument to be had. Yeah, if, if that's just what you want to say, that you didn't want the Chiefs to win and they won, you're mad. Okay, fuck, let's just toss this motherfucker in the air because you just didn't want to win. I understand that. Fuck, I do that with games all the time. But for you to have said what you said years ago and then come back out here and completely go against everything that you say, and that's what we're seeing from the analysts. All analysts, I listened to five different shows today. The very first thing that was talked about, not the win, not how impressive, nothing. Right. Should the overtime rules be, what the fuck are we doing here, y'all? First, let's recap the game here and do this properly, and then let's talk about what's going on with this. Can we maybe tweak this a little bit? Okay, I got it. But you're completely disregarding how awesome of a game that was and going, man, this overtime here. Come on, man. That was sick. Now, that game was awesome. Oh, it absolutely was. But, so, if something erupts on the internet like that, you've done it, I've done it, everybody's done it. 
you go to any, you turn on the radio, any fucking sports show you can think of to hear about the controversy. You lead off with that and you go into it. I get it as a fan of somebody who won having the issue with like you, you listen to it to hear about the win, the win, the victory, what they got going forward. What do they the think about the Mahomes and Allen rivalry? Right. About this shit. And that's the thing. Like we are, we are now officially entering Tom Brady, Peyton Manning rivalry. We are officially entering the conversation where we get a fucking, we now have the heir to the throne in the AFC, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning rivalries. And that shit was always sick. Well, here's, here's the thing is you like the quarterbacks we grew up watching at the time that we were old enough to like 100% be invested, some of them were still very good. Some of them were not. Right now, we got 15 more Just years think of, the of AFC. fucking Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, Burrow. Burrow. I mean, you can still put Lamar in there. I'm not going to. You could. You could. You'd be wrong. Um, <laughs> you got Tua. You got, no, I'm just playing. No. But like uh, just those guys. Like that's going to be and f- f- stuff it. I feel like we're you really forgetting get somebody in the AFC. I feel like we're doing ourselves. I mean, it's Sean Watson. We right, still have him. That we're asterisk for now. But we, we don't, don't know what he, if he did or didn't. So we we're, not gonna, we're not going to do it. If he did, fuck him. We said it if he didn't, times. get him out of there. Get into Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just those people. Like that's, that's your Rodgers, Brady. Philip Rivers, Ben, like all those people, just insert them here. Also, now I don't want to fucking jump around. Uh, I made a note somewhere. How cool was it to see that video posted, though, from the NFL of, I know you hate it because it's Kelsey, but Kelsey and them on the sideline right before the 13-second drive and him talking to Tyreek and mm-hmm. my, how that shit gave me motherfucking goosebumps. It's like when you watch... Like a video right before TJ Watt gets like a game-winning strip sack or something, and then you watch what happened right before that and watch him talking to Cam Hayward and shit. It's that, it was that kind of shit. Like Kelsey walks right up to fucking Tyreek. Hey, they're going to man you up. Act like you're going to go on an outside route, but you're really not. That way I can get in your fucking way. And then it shows the play happen. I was like, oh, fuck. And then it goes back to the sideline again, right in that same conversation. Mm-hmm. And he and uh, they're, he's saying something over to Mahomes. Then they go into the, into the huddle. And in the game, I wondered what the fuck Mahomes was saying because I didn't understand what he was doing. But I heard something about it, it, it. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. And then it showed Kelsey telling him, hey, they're playing they're playing that outside shit. That seems to be wide open. And then he goes to the line of scrimmage and to hear Mahomes fucking do it, Kelsey, do it, Kelsey. That was so fucking sick. I was hard as a rock. Y'all have no fucking idea as a Chiefs fan how long I've been fucking miserable. <laughs> no goddamn clue. People do not understand. People are looking Bill, at the Chiefs. Bills fans do. Bills fans do. <laughs> People are looking at the fucking, like, this is a Warriors situation where the Warriors have been completely fucking irrelevant forever, and then all of a sudden, they're the top fucking dog out of nowhere, and it's like, wait a minute, that fan base didn't get their chance to fucking enjoy this. Like, they've been in the fucking poverty for so long, <laughs> now they, they don't even get to enjoy their shit because it's, well, Josh Allen outplayed Mahomes. Well, the Bills should have got the ball. Like... Come on, y'all. Let the fucking Chiefs fan... God damn it. Can we be happy for one fucking minute? Please, this is fantastic. I don't know how long this is going to last. It could only be one more year. could only be two more years. Who fucking knows? The band could break up in, in three, four years, and it's over. Like, God damn it. I just want to enjoy it without the media being like, I can Fuck promise those Chiefs. You, you need to enjoy it because the things that I said, like, I, I don't like to speak uncertainties because it makes me nervous. I There are countless conversations where I have had the the... Somebody has said something about, well, what if AB goes to a different team? I was like, he ain't fucking going anywhere. Boy, did that shit explode Could very you imagine quickly. if Tyreek went somewhere? Could you imagine if Tyreek Hill lost his goddamn freak. mind like AB did and it just spiraled out of control? So not only do you not have him on your team, but now you you get fucking berated for supporting him in any capacity. It's fucking terrible. 
Kind of like how the media has turned on Aaron Rodgers now. Also, everybody thinks he's going to fucking Baltimore. Get the Ooh. fuck out of here, A.B. Well, he posted a picture of himself. Uh, he does a lot of shit. He ain't going to fucking Baltimore. At this point... And then on the podcast said, I'm, I'm, I already hit up Lamar. I'm ready to go play for the Ravens. Who the fuck? You think you're the GM? I don't know how much pull Lamar's got in that building right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't think A.B.'s ever going to be on a roster again. That's what I'm about to say. Like, at this point, we, we said it before, like, oh, with all this shit, like, it's not worth it. The and last they, thing I wanted to say about the Chiefs real quick before we start on another topic was... Patrick Mahomes is now the Grim Reaper. That's official. Whether or not Andy Reid actually said that to him, I don't know, because everyone's trying to be like, that's fake. Come on. But that is the coolest fucking nickname of all time. The Grim Reaper. You don't think Andy Reid just sits around and tries to think of nicknames for him? I think With he does. I think he touches paper? himself to Patrick. It's very possible. I think he does. Also, I am the biggest advocate for listening to Barstool Sports, and I still do, because I love part of my take. It's the only one I listen to. They're the funniest. I love listening to them. But your blind motherfucking hatred for Kansas City is pissing me off. Just because Brittany is annoying as fuck and Jackson makes me want to fucking launch myself into traffic does not mean you should root against Patrick Mahomes just because he's Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's the, exactly that's what they're doing. That's their brand. That's what they're and doing. it fucking pisses me off. As soon as, but as, it's soon also as Dave chose Josh Allen, anybody oh, would have yeah. got it. it. He does not back off of shit. It's, I, I don't, I, it sucks when one of your favorite podcasts that you listen to is now anti your favorite team. It fucking blows. My only fucking thing that I get to hang my hat on is Big Cat is the only voice of fucking reason. And you can tell, by the way, he's talking about the Chiefs like, hey, I, I ain't on this motherfucker with y'all. Because well, he even, the whole time even, was talking about how incredible everybody else was like, what? That's why we I still think got he's Joe Burrow. favorite over there is because even the people that he talks down, like he's a Bears fan. Right. So his hatred towards Aaron Rodgers is still like, he's he says... Only bad things about him, but in like you know, you can tell by the way he says it. He's saying it because he knows how goddamn good he is, yeah. And he just consistently fucks up his team. They asked him like yesterday or Monday or whatever. They said that he had slandered the fuck out of him. And then they were like, "Well, he might be a free agent now. What if he went to the Bears?" And it was just silence. Oh God, I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't know. It's just infuriating when your favorite thing that you listen to is now all of a sudden anti that. Like now, all of a sudden they're putting out. Pictures of Joe Burrow with a with a cigar saying he's our only hope, and then like if you look in the comments, Chargers and Raiders fans, all of us unite. We're Joe Burrow fans this well, weekend because fuck Kansas so City. There's that. There's that group, and of, then it starts to make me feel like, wait a minute, are we becoming the new Patriots? Yeah, I think that's because fair. that's what's fucking. It's like holy shit. Wait a minute, I used to hate the Patriots so blindly for no reason, just because they're good. Well, here's the now thing. I'm over here like wait, what's and your we problem? talked about it. We don't. Hate, we didn't hate the Patriots. It was Tom Brady and the fans. And yeah. I don't hate Mahomes. It's definitely just Chiefs fans as a, as a majority. But here's the problem you have with the Bengals. Like, you're going to have that group that is rooting against you no matter who plays. Joe Burrow is a very, very likable person. And that's coming from somebody. He plays in our division. And I didn't want him to succeed. And he is very fucking difficult to dislike. Just be, like from the fucking. Like, I, saw a, I saw a thing that was like, this is the moment that everything changed. And it was. He threw a pick against Penn State in a bowl game and he got fucking smoked. And the dude just I stood up and spit it, on yeah. him. And, and he never then, lost yes. again. Like, that is some shit that I can get behind. Oh, fuck me? No, fuck you. Mm -hmm. And he's just... But he's not, like... And I, I'm not usually for the cliched answers and interviews and stuff like that, and he definitely gives them. But, like, his his character and persona and the support that he has for being, like, cool Joe Burrow, he could say whatever the fuck he wants in those interviews and people would eat it up, and he doesn't. Like, he, he is just seems to be just that way on the field, and then he's a normal fucking dude. I think that's why everybody likes him. That's why I like him. I mean, he's, he's, he's clearly very arrogant, but I, I get it. I would be too if my dick was as but, big as but, that. I, I get it. But that's what I'm saying. Like you could, you could be arrogant in the interviews. Like you're one of the few people in the NFL that could, and people would be like, "Yeah, it's fucking Joe Burrow." Yeah, and he doesn't. 
It's weird. Well, I mean, he kind of does. He shows up to interviews with a cigar. He shows up because <laughs> well, this is this is the expected from now on. I'm not even excited about this. This is what's expected. We can't get excited yet. Uh, I'm you can starting be excited to hate you. About that. <laughs> <laughs> but the media's love, blind love for him, is what's making me hate him because it's like, I don't know. I just always, I, I don't know. I just, I wish Mahomes got the amount of shine that he deserved. You go into the playoffs and you're ranked the sixth best quarterback in playoffs. You you win a game in incredible fucking fashion against Buffalo. And the first thing that's talked about is the overtime rules and how Josh Allen outplayed him. And it's like, God damn it, man. I know his family makes you want to hate his guts, but he's actually a fucking good dude. Well, here's the thing. And I, and I wasn't going to use, I wasn't going to say this. I wrote down a bunch of fucking notes. I fully expect you to just be fucking like the people that I talk to on Twitter and otherwise. But no. what I have written down does I know come to, apply. to hedge myself a little bit when it comes to chief stuff, just because, like you say, at any fucking moment's notice, this could be over. So, you better not fucking act too too goddamn stupid. Just be appreciative. Just be thankful. And I am so goddamn thankful that fucking fifteen is under center. And this is the thing: is I don't I like watching Mahomes. He's extremely fun to watch. I don't dislike him at all. I I like Mahomes. The issue I have, and this is why I always tie it back to the fans, is like what what you just said right there. Like if uh, I can't I can't remember exactly what you said about the about Josh Allen and just give Mahomes his credit. He's the sixth best quarterback. Whatever. Yeah. Like. Chiefs fans want Mahomes to be judged fairly, right? Yes. Chiefs fans want everyone else to be judged against Mahomes. Like, every, oh no, I don't do that. Every fucking time. Well, you you when I well brought that up as I was listening to, I was behind on our episodes, listening to him, mm-hmm. and you said something about like he finished better than you know Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, all these people. It's like, and it does happen. Like the Bills, Chiefs specifically, they had a lot of better quarterback, better receiver, and some people like. They're just going to pick the push the fucking button to make watch people freak out. But like sometimes it's just giving somebody else credit. It's not comparing them to uh, Mahomes. We had this conversation about Westbrook and LeBron with the whole triple double thing. It's like it's not nobody brought it up, but on all the talk shows, like Westbrook had a triple double. It's like oh LeBron could do it. That's not the conversation yeah, no. to be had. And we're starting to get to that territory with him, and it's fucking aggravating. Yeah. No. Uh, Herbert, uh, yeah, Josh Allen is my second favorite quarterback to watch. Justin Herbert is my third favorite quarterback to watch. Justin Herbert's in my division. Josh Allen, we have been two straight AFC championship games against him. I got no problem with him. My problem is similar like you with Kansas City. It's the fans. Yeah. Like, this is just fucking, come on, man. It's just like you just said, we need to give shine to others and not try to tear someone down to build someone up. Because if you tear that person down, that person is actually great. You're just comparing him to the person that you think is superior. Well, it's like the, it's like the overtime rules. Like you can be, you can feel good about it. Like you can be kind of tongue in cheek with the whole. And you know, I'll fuck it. They fucked us. We fucked them. But in all in all reality, like nobody wanted to watch that game in that way. I did myself. Well, the, <laughs> the outcome, yes, but like just ending with no like. Imagine had you gone down and scored, and then you stopped them. The fucking well, just imagine if the Bills had got the ball first and they scored, how mad I'd be. Right. <laughs> I mean, but, could you just fucking imagine. And, and all the people that I see, that's like, oh, see, this is why college college overtime sucks too. It's college overtime sucks worse now than it used why to. Why the fuck would you put the ball on the twenty five yard line? But even even when you did it, like the alternated two point plays now is horseshit. It's yeah, worse. It's stupid. It's terrible. Like we need somebody needs to be paid a lot of money to figure this shit out, and I don't think it'd be that fucking hard. Just make them drive the length of the field. That's it. The same as the NFL, except both teams get the ball. That's it. And then the NFL can look at college and be like, you know what? It does work in college. Okay, we're going to fucking do it over here. Just like for starters, to start the conversation of how to fix overtime, just start off on your paper with play a fifth quarter. Like, I get it. You can still tie at the end of that. And you could say, oh, well, it's going to be too long. Or just do it like basketball overtime, like college basketball overtime, where it's a shorter quarter, but you play an extra 
five minutes. And if your argument is, which is, is the popular argument for every sport, well, it'd be too long. I'm going to tell you something. The NFL, if you have a tie game, nobody gives a shit how long it's been going on. It is electric in the tie game going into overtime. Like it's safe and to, with the game starting at 530, that was fantastic. Yeah, and if you're waiting until overtime to make your adjustments, because clearly the game's gone back and forth, you think it's just going to change in overtime? Like, it's still going to be good fucking football. Mm-hmm. Start with that. And then, if you, like, at the end of that, if it's not, you have a fucking sudden death situation. Mm-hmm. Well, however you want to do it. But it's it, you, we got to fucking do something. The game was phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes is now the Grim Reaper. And I'm not going to count my fucking chickens before they hatch. Let's just see what happens. I'm excited for the Cincy game. I was thrilled for that game. Like I said, 13 seconds left. I looked over and I said, well, it's over. And Macy said, there's still 13 seconds left. Just trying to calm me down. That was her being supportive. And I was like, no, you don't fucking understand. There's 13. (laughs) It's over. Oh, man. It was was a fucking roller coaster of emotions. It was fucking fantastic. It was awesome. And I'm excited to play. This is why I told you I think it's the revenge tour. I think that that's what this this whole thing is because we got to play the Bills again after they demolished us in week five. And then now we get to play the Bengals after they beat us in the fashion that happened with the field goal and they and they beat us just right before the playoffs. Mm. It's it's lining up so perfectly to be just a revenge tour shit. And then if we get to play the Rams, a flashback to what the fuck happened in that last game. I know it was very different, very different teams, but right. it's just a fucking awesome looking ride right now. Well, you have good quarterback matchups throughout unless the 49ers make it. Like, that's the problem. If the 49ers could fuck this whole thing up and just really put a real turd on the end of the season. But their defense is a problem. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Like, the, it's going to be boring as fuck. And Debo is a problem. Yeah, but there's still Jimmy Graves. <laughs> and you could have all the momentum and he'll just snatch it away. That's correct. But you mentioned, you said Josh Allen's your second favorite quarterback. Let's, let's assume, because we're going we're gonna to get into this. Assume. Oh, we're talking AFC, of course, only. I wasn't talking in the AFC. Well, like I'm in the about, AFC, my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I'm about to talk a whole league. Okay. Assume, because it's been, it's been floated out. Obviously, okay. two of them are up in the air. But if this is the last year of Ben, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady, yes. I'm pretty positive Josh Allen is my new favorite quarterback that's not on my team. Okay. And depending on who the quarterback on my team is, favorite quarterback. Because if it's Mason Rudolph, it's Josh Allen. And that, and then I, lo- I do love Herbert. We've talked about it. I like Joe Burrow. NFC, though. Not a lot to love. <laughs> there isn't a lot to love. Not a lot of good options. I like Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I like him too. But he's clearly older. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like that I, I like Josh Allen before, but that game was fucking awesome. Like it's very it's difficult not to feel some type of way towards either one when you watch shit like that. You were also rooting had a rooting interest in going against the Chiefs due to Oh no, I absolutely did. Right. But I also expected the Chiefs to win. And also, like I've explained to y'all before, Dakota is the type where oh Tyler's Chiefs fan? Fuck them goddamn Chiefs. Bingo. I am not motherfucking rooting for them bitches. This is exactly the type of shit that started this show. <laughs> yeah. Like, normally, it's... We would have legendary conversations before we did this. Normally. To the point where we wouldn't talk for days. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. Like, we would we would spew some shit at each other and then be like, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. And then, like, seven, eight days later, be like... Did you see that? Hey, did you see that game this week? Or okay. just text during him like that was crazy. I know, like, and we that, just know we're both watching it, and we're yes. just gonna never address what happened before. But most talk shows, most sports talk shows, like you have that somebody who picks the other side just because. But they act like they stand on that. This is op- wide open. Like sometimes we just pick shit to spite each other because it causes either fun conversations. Because if, if you don't, it makes like people enjoy to watch people suffer. Yeah, in sports especially. 
I don't get to enjoy it as much if I had no rooting interest. I totally get it. Otherwise, sitting there watching him sad would just be sad. Instead, it's funny. <laughs> and I expect nothing else from him on the other end. And also, as I explained to y'all before, this is even more fun now because I made a bet with my brother week seven uh, when the Chiefs were three and four. Uh, last in our division. And my brother was making fun of me in the, in the hallway at work. And I said, all right, motherfucker, you know what? I will p- fucking put $100 down right now. Chiefs win their fucking division. And, of course, everybody's like, Ugh. And Zach's like, yeah, fucking right. Shook hands. All right, cool. They went on a roll. Then well, this happened. And we went into the Bills game. And as soon as, this is another funny story. I haven't told Dakota this. As soon as the Bills game started, Bills go down, score, open, and drive. My brother texted me seven times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, told you, told you, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. You know what I did? Blocked his number. <laughs> so I blocked his number. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I put my phone on the counter, and I never picked my phone up again until the game was over. And I unblocked him as soon as we won. I unblocked him. I was smiling ear to ear. I pressed call, picked up my phone, put it to my ear. Your call has been forwarded <laughs> to an automatic. I said, you motherfucker. And then at 8 o'clock the next, or... Six five o'clock the next morning, he texted me and was like, "You know that was fucking bullshit," and I didn't even respond to him. Nine o'clock, he calls me. Hey man, that game's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta simmer down sometimes. <laughs> and I said, "You know what? One step closer." So you know what we did? We made a double or nothing right before the Bills game. Made a double or nothing. You know what? Fine, I'll let you off scot free. If we get to the Super Bowl, you owe me two hundred. If we don't get to the Super Bowl, I you owe me nothing. He's like, "Fucking give me that." You ain't be, the Bills are gonna fucking wax you. <laughs> He signed the bet with me. We beat the Bills, and he is officially panicking. But his first thing that he said to me on the phone, you ain't getting past Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to know, Zach, to know that it didn't matter if that was Jimmy Garoppolo. He would say the same thing. It could be Nick Foles now. He'd be like, oh, Nick Foles is about to go back in time on He's you. already done it once. <laughs> Where's our respect? He's consistent. And nothing else. Yes. I got a lot of rooting interest here. So, touched on it. What we touch on? The potential retirings. Let's get right into Tom Brady. Let's do it. Every me, like everyone else, has waited. Some might say prayed for the day that Tom Brady is no longer in the league. I did pray after 2018. As soon as I oh, tell me about it, I fucking watched him <laughs> beat our dicks in for a, multiple AFC championships. Kind of made me sad. Same thing. Kind of made me sad. Now, let me read Let me read the quotes to make you feel why it was sad. Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast about his wife and family in football. It pains her, this is quote, it pains her to see me get hit out there. And she deserves what she needs for me as a husband and my kids deserve what they need for me as a dad. Playing football, I get so much joy from. I love it, but not playing football. There's a lot of joy in that for me also now too with my kids getting older and seeing them develop now and grow. So all these things need to be considered and they will be. We have never seen him say something like that. No, Gisela said that multiple times that she wants him to be done. We just always assume he's. But he just, always, every, yeah. every interview, everything after a game, the, the last five years is no, I'm back for next year. No, we're, we're going to run it back. We're going back. Or he'll this say time, some She's like, oh, you never know. But yeah. you know that he knows he's coming back. This time it's my wife and kids deserve my time. Let me translate that for you. I think it's about time that I stop. Be in the end all be all, so I can train my kids to be the best quarterback ever. He's like just <laughs> fucking farm system over there. I will not watch football again if there's another Brady that does that. Like you think, and like I, we already I, see another Manning coming up. That's what I was about to say. You you have I have no idea what his kids' interests are. Their athletic ability. Let's say to assume they're good. 
Well, Drew, Drew Brees' kids stink. But well, and I mean, I guess we saw ability. them tossing the football on the field after that one game of Brady, and it was not good. Now, Brees now, can't teach. Numbers would tell you Philip Rivers has a better chance of that because he's got more <laughs> kids. But people freak out about Arch Manning right now. That ain't even Peyton's kid. Right. Imagine if Tim Brady comes up. I don't know what his fucking kid's names are. The one he <laughs> smooches on the mouth too long. <laughs> that kid comes up and starts slinging it. Everybody's gonna be. There will never be a. 15, 16-year-old kid get more hate in his life than if he starts being good at football. ESPN will play a ninth-grade high school football game on live TV, prime time, because it's Brady's kid. What's that? What was that school that faked being a school and played football? I don't remember what their name was, but I know what you're talking ESPN about. ESPN will line schools like that up to play against him to boost his fucking numbers. Yes. Yeah, it's... it. My immediate... Like, as soon as I heard Tom Brady's mulling retirement, I was like, yeah, you motherfucker, you better... And then the next day, I heard the quotes from his podcast, and I was like, well, God damn it! now I'm just sad. Well, and it's the timing, right? Like, if, say, Aaron does retire, I don't think he will. But if he does, like, it also wouldn't shock me. Like, it he's just that type either. of person. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm done. Like, if he retires, Ben's retiring, Tom retires, that's it. It's the end of an era. Like, there's no quarterbacks left that we grew up watching. No. It's fucking crazy. It is unfucking believable. I mean, you obviously you get your your Mike Glennons and people like that that yeah. we've seen for fifty fucking. Russell years Wilson ago. played against most of them. Fuck Russell but Wilson. Wasn't in that same group. It's fucking. It's wild. It is fucking. We're wild. old. We're getting old. We're almost thirty. So yeah. Yikes. Almost counts. Almost does count. Even I mean they used to tell you only in horseshoes and hand grenades, but and being thirty, it does count when thirties right there on yeah. the horizon. I anticipate forty being much scarier. I think at that point, you just kind of you can accept it. Let darkness consume at you. At what age do you hope that you die? <laughs> like, at what age is too old to where it's like, I don't want to fucking be alive anymore? I mean, modern, advanced modern technology. It's not crazy to think I could be... My high amount of income? 200? <laughs> what do you think? I don't know, man. Terry the other day said, oh, no, take me out at 55. I'll, that's extreme. Dude, that's young. Like, that's 10 years from now. Terry, what are you talking that's about? Like, Three more years, Terry's gone. Right. <laughs> no, I could, I thinking of the thought of 55, no. I don't know. I mean, 80 is always a number that's like, that sounds miserable. Oh, yeah. My bones started aching as soon as you said 80. <laughs> right. <laughs> My back started hurting. I mean, I, I've known a lot of people that have been older than that and just get around just fine. Yeah, we were in the military. That's but, not happening. No, well, no, no. That's uh, That speeds up the process. Yeah. Any cartilage you got in your knees? Gone. Damn, that shot. I didn't expect it. To have a shoulder surgery at fucking 23? Yep. Well, somewhere around there. But still, like, yeah, no, I, there's there's definitely an age. I don't know what it is. Maybe, I don't know. I think just long enough for me to enjoy retirement for 10 years, which by the time we get close to that age, maybe push to 78. That, so I might retire at 80. So maybe yeah. it's 90. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Because right now, it used to be like, what, 58, then it went to 62, then it went to 64, then it went to so. I'd like I'd say 70, 72. Retirement age at this point is subjective. Like it, there's no fucking telling with the way shit goes and inflation and the way people spend their money, like the things you have to spend your money on. Like that was the thing. Like back in the day, like yeah, inflation's a lot of it, but like what the fuck are you going to spend your money on back in the day when you retired? Groceries, a $2,000 car, I don't know. I guess, but like now there you want to blow some money? Fucking here's the internet. Like anything you want. You can have it for the right oh, price. Yeah. yeah. Give me 72 and I'm out. Mm. Kids all be old enough to be 
well set into their marriage and kid situation. Let me ride off into the sunset. I just don't want to out. I don't want to overstay my welcome. Now here's the deal. Here's the kicker. I don't want to live past healthy. I do want to be. I do want to live to be old enough that I can just be a fucking prick for no reason and nobody questions it. I want to be. Ah, uh, he's old. I want to be Clint Eastwood from Grand Torino. <laughs> that's what. That's what I want to reach. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows it's either grandparent or somebody's, you know, friends, grandparents, somebody you know in your family or outside of it. This just the crotchety old fuck. Yes, and nobody questions it. They just laugh. Like, oh, that's he's just old. That's I want old so and so. I want that. And I'm gonna go to Walmart every day to get no groceries, just gonna, to fucking bitch about stuff. I will have my sweats all the way up to my nips. I will be wearing slip house shoes out in public. Tall socks. Tall socks. Me. Might even put them over the cuffs. I'm going to be a hat on top of the head guy. Oh, yes. Just set it Just on there. Just sit it on top yeah, of your cause head. Because it, it hurts my head if I pull it down. That's what I want. Yes. And I want big square frame glasses with bifocals. And I want to walk into that Walmart to the point where that greeter, as soon as they see me, oh, fuck, it's him again. I want, That's what I want. I want to be old enough that everybody asks me if I need help so I can tell them to fuck off. <laughs> even when I do need help. <laughs> you think you're better than me? What? You think I can't do it myself? Alone. Watch me struggle with this for six minutes right now. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Brady might be gone. It's sad. Let's talk about your shitbag move. Hold on. Uh One last thing Uh in the NFL. What? What we got? The Odell Beckham Bitcoin thing is fucking crazy. What? So he took his his 750,000 in Bitcoin from the Rams. When he took that, Bitcoin was 64,000. Now it's 35. So his $412,000 deal that will be taxed from seven hundred fifty thousand is now worth. Uh, he's netted thirty five thousand dollars, which he has money. He's fine, but unless Bitcoin, which should he just sell the Bitcoin now? Like get no, me the fuck out of here. You absolutely can't now. You you wrote it to the fucking bottom, and I, everybody's what if it breaks? You go back up. Well, you next contract. You don't do that. I don't know. Yeah, but what if he just rides it out so long that it takes? What all sucks his though winnings? is he's paying taxes on the on the front, like the high end. So it's taxed 50%, whatever it is in L.A., 50, 50.3% when combined with federal and state. And then it plummeted. Yeah. Yikes. Thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Xi Jinping, at it again. Every time I push one of these buttons, it's loud as shit. And then when I listen to it, you can't Quiet hear it. as hell. So if you're trying to figure out what we're saying over the volume right now, because <laughs> I'm just steady turning it up, I do apologize. Go for the shitbag move. Blue Falcon alert. Buddy fucker on site. This wasn't a buddy fucker. This was a buddy was involved every time. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I will say, it was a shitbag move at the time we started it. It did come back to bite us, so they did get their money's worth in the end. Monday's for command maintenance. Mm-hmm. You get the paperwork back, and it's like, don't start would be the diag- the diagnosis. So it's like, all right, well, most of the time, you go out there, put it in neutral, put, turn it, and it fucking starts. So you get a big fucking pile. You take yours out of the pile. Me and one of my buddies, who shall remain nameless, would go out to like... Shout out nameless. Up, up armored LMTVs or up armored Hemets. We'd go out and pull a fuse. So won't start. Cool. We pull it out. You sure want to do that? Because it's going to be... If it's an electrical thing, like you roll out the fucking electrical schematics for one of those, I'm not an electrician. Right. They don't teach you how to do that. Right. And it just fucking rolls across the table. And you just start and work your way down until you find it. The thing is, you pull a fuse, it won't start. You take that paper, you jump on the grenade for everybody, like, hey, look at you. Nobody wants to do that. You're taking it on. I appreciate that. Then you go out there, put the fuse back in, and the AC works. Because the AC <laughs> and the up armor, you just chill out in the fucking AC for a couple hours while you're just slaving away. And you come back in, it's fixed. 
<laughs> no way you fix it that fast. Come check it out. They go out there, starts right up. Like, God damn, you guys are good. Problem is, when you had a real issue with those, they're like, oh, you guys fix these all the time. Go your take turn. care of it. And you're like, fuck. Now you're out there sweating your dick <laughs> off, and you have no idea why it's not working. That's actually funny. Oh, it's great. Because you, you just get to watch everybody else walking around dealing with stupid shit. And you're just chilling in the AC. Truck's fuck good go. <laughs> Okay, that we is did hilarious. lose fuse. We did lose fuse one that time. That is a situation. That was a big problem. Well, not a big problem, but we did have to go to like, oh, the all hands is, cross Campbell. There's no fuse, or is it? I don't know, because that wouldn't be something that happens naturally. Like that's somebody has pulled it and lost it. Clearly, we right. did. But then it was like, oh, now everybody has to help us find this fucking fuse that we should know where it is because we took it out, but we don't. <laughs> so when everybody else is sitting there pissed, like, yeah, I know, right? It's fucking bullshit. Why are we doing this? Is us. That is hilarious. Also, a hands across Campbell situation that I'm mentioning mm. is uh, when some a sense what's called a sensitive item, uh, a high value item, you should say, which is a very wide range of shit. Some stuff yeah. makes sense, some stuff does not. Yeah, if uh, no one can find it, they call like fucking CID. They call fucking all these organizations to come in there and do fucking investigations, and then guess what? They shut this motherfucking brigade down. And they make every motherfucking swinging dick come out there and literally walk hand in hand across the entire fucking footprint of your squadron. And this ain't, this ain't the civilian world. It's like, hey, guys, sorry, I really got something going on. Got to go do it. Too fucking bad. It's done now. You're staying here till we find it. Yep. And sometimes that would be a long time. Uh, I'm convinced that sometimes it was not found. And they just said, fuck it. Because we were there forever. That happened whenever we were at. Somebody uh, important enough had something to do with it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. That happened one time. We had a. We're at a big training event. It was a week, weeks long thing, three, four weeks long thing. And then we left somebody with a down truck while we went out and did our missions. We come, we came back. His name, his name was, uh, uh, you know what? I'll leave it nameless too, just in case (laughs) I was going to say it, but he lost the Ojive plunger to the Mark 19 Mm. little bitty piece that goes in the very front of the Mark 19, which is a 40 millimeter. It's just a grenade launcher, grenade launcher. It's awesome, terms. except it always jams and never works right. But he lost an O-Drive plunger to it, and they we had to shut down the entire training event, and no one ever found it, and they just said, you know what, fuck it. But my, I just have a funny story. I don't know about a Blue Falcon thing, but a funny story. We were riding on a uh, Blackhawk in a training event one time. Uh, another week-long thing, sucked ass, and we were riding on a Blackhawk, and there was a door gunner on this thing. Now, of course, all the weapons have have uh, blank adapters on the end of it and shit. So, it's, you know, it's not as cool and fancy and all that shit as if, you know, we got real belts hanging and all that cool shit. But uh, he had his 240 on his on on the door of the of the Blackhawk. Uh, we fly into this village. There's, you know, there's people in there, role players and shit on, uh, in this village. So the key is to go in here, extract the, the, the HVT, take the HVT, and leave. That, that, that's, that's it. So we were supposed to clear high value target, huh? High value target. Yeah, sorry, high value target. There's there's seven buildings in the complex. We were only supposed to go into two of them. We we're just gonna put out a cordon, a cordon just a perimeter to make sure no one runs away or comes in. Set up a cordon, go into two of these buildings, find the motherfucker, go out. Okay, cool. We briefed it, talked about it in the co- in the operations order, op order, what we call it. Anyways, we pull up, bird starts coming down. Uh, I've seen the fucking door gunner a million times on all these training events. What they always do is they fucking sit it down, let it point straight up, and just let go of it because you don't want to fucking ride it down. I don't know, weight, whatever, whatever the fuck it is, shifts the bird, whatever. 
this motherfucker here let go of the 240 and went to let it sit back down while we were coming down. Oh, no. We came down. We found the motherfucker. It took us several hours. We got back onto the bird. We were leaving. The bird's coming up. This motherfucker puts down his 240 while they while they start raising. Oh, we're at no. about 200 feet, 250. Oh, no. And he just lets go of the buttstock of the 240. That baby fucking slams she down the little tripod thing and says, Bing, boop, right off the fucking edge of this fucking Blackhawk. 250 feet down is a 240 machine gun. I can't imagine you know what he did? how long it took in his brain for that to hit the ground. <laughs> it was so fun. And we all looked at each other like, oh my God. <laughs> and you know what he did? Not a motherfucking Didn't thing. We took off one. on the fucking mission. <laughs> <laughs> he looked over at us. We made eye contact with him. We saw what you did, buddy. He looks at us, looks back forward. Never turns around again, and we fucking fly off in the distance. But the problem is then you are all sitting there like, we either say something now, or it never fucking happened. <laughs> and we never let it, we never brought it up, ever. We we got back to our, to our, uh, our uh, outpost or whatever the fuck we were at, got back to it, he dropped us off, we got off, popped our Kevlar's off and started talking, we're like, what the fuck did that jackass <laughs> just do? <laughs> Wait till he tells that fucking pilot, we gotta go back to that motherfucker. Just a little funny story. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, your favorite. Favorite button. From the favorite sport. Oh, it's the baseball. It's the baseball. Hall of Fame ballots are in. Barry Bonds is not. And it's a fucking travesty. He will now never make it into the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is not. And it's a fucking travesty. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So now, we have baseball's all-time hit leader in Pete Rose, all-time home run leader in Barry Bonds, and all-time Cy Young leader in Roger Clemens are not and will not ever be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Was it Roger Clemens they said the only reason they didn't make it in was because of political views? There was one of them. There was three people they listed, and they said, this person's only not getting in because of political views, Bonds because of the of the shit, of the shoot-ups, and I don't even know what Clemens' issue was, why they wouldn't let no, him so, in. So Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds were both for alleged steroid use. Neither a, one of them. another person, damn it. They got gypped, and they were all like... Yes, I, I, was, I saw it, and I, for whatever reason, the name is fucking gone from my brain. As soon as you... Give me the first name, but... They don't... Neither one of them have a positive test on their record. It's all, it's all assumed. And if you're going to say you're leaving them out, because they took steroids and had an unfair advantage. This is the like literally called the steroid era. So if you have a pitcher who's on steroids, you're keeping out a pitcher and a and the best hitter of all times because they had an unfair advantage. They, both can't be true. Either the pitcher had an advantage or the batter had an advantage. If they're both cheating, it's all fair. Even if you want to say, well, this tainted, their steroids are out of it. How funny is this? Hall of Fame completes its snub list of Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, keeps out Alex Rodriguez, all on grounds of steroids, and elects only, wait for it, David Ortiz, who tested positive for steroids in Bingo. 03. On his first ballot. Unbelievable. Now, this is not me by any means saying that David Ortiz should not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame because he absolutely should. And, in my opinion, first ballot I'm, I'm fine with. But you've already set the precedent that you're not letting them in. Like, there's no other reason that you wouldn't let Barry Bonds in other than, oh, you assume he took steroids. 
You know David Ortiz took steroids. You know A-Rod took steroids. And I know A-Rod didn't make it in. I think he will, though. Especially since he's in the media now. And again, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at him. He deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. If for no other reason than how fucking polarizing he was. Like, the Baseball Hall of Fame, I've said it a million times, is a museum. Like, it is the history of baseball. You cannot tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. Yep. It makes no fucking sense. Like, David Ortiz's career on-base percentage, and I know a lot of things go into it, but this is just crazy. David Ortiz's on-base percentage for his career, 380. Pretty good. Barry Bonds's career on-base percentage, if you turned all 762 home runs into outs, 384. Make that shit make sense. Right. It, it, I don't fucking understand. They've had, they've had 15 years to get over this shit. And they haven't. Like, every year... I fully expect a story on this years from now, and they're going to say they found that the first year of that he was eligible, they all made a pact. We're never letting him in. Oh, it's 100% what it is. Like, it's a baseball writers, reporters, whatever, is a cult. Yep. The people that have the ability to vote makes no fucking sense. It doesn't make sense to me that the Pro Bowl is voted on by the media. Who fucking cares what the media thinks of these players? Makes no sense. Let the fucking players vote. I guarantee you, like, obviously your top dogs would not change. But all these people, like, the fact that you have Kirk Cousins throwing in the Pro Bowl, the fuck are we doing? And I get it. A lot of it is people who are still in the playoffs, still playing, or people opt out, whatever. You have to have alternates. But there should be an asterisk beside it. You didn't make the fucking Pro Bowl. You were awarded the Pro Bowl because nobody else could do it. The Hall of Fame, though, is not something that should be. Like, there's no alternates. It's just the best players, the most historic players, make it in. It's like I've seen on Twitter a million times. You can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. No. Roger, Roger Clemens. He he won. I don't I don't understand. He has seven seven Cy Young awards, an MVP award, and eleven All Star appearances. Let me find this other picture that I found of fucking Barry Bonds. It is bananas. Barry Bonds is a home run king with 762 home runs, won seven MVP awards, and walked more than any player in history. He set the single-season home run record with 73 and redefined hitting for a generation. I don't understand how you can justify leaving him out of the Hall of Fame. I'm not by any means a Barry Bonds fan. I don't particularly like the guy. But it's fucking absurd that he'll never make it in now. Like, if you, yeah. wanted, to, if you wanted to punish him, make him sweat it out, Fine, but I fully expected both of them to make it in this year, and neither one of them will ever make it again. Yep. Roger Clemens came out and said, oh, he accepted it 10 years ago. He wouldn't make it in, whatever. It's bullshit. I want no part. Like, the, the whole the whole Hall of Fame, like, it, if I was a player going in now, like, it's tainted. Like, you would still be grateful, and you would still be excited, but, like, you want to go into the Hall of Fame to be the best of the best. The yep. best of the best aren't in it. I guarantee if we pulled up the list of the people, like, back in the heyday that made it into the Hall of Fame, and put their numbers up against Bonds, Clemens, any of those guys, put their numbers up against it, it would fucking destroy the same people that had been voted in. Just like you said with the Ortiz right there, showing Ortiz's on-base percentage. Like, imagine pulling up the people from like the 60s and 70s that made it in the Hall of Fame. Well, that's the And thing. then compare it to these guys. Like, they were all doing the same shit back then. Right. And Barry Bonds had like 490-something home runs before he allegedly started taking steroids. Like, it's safe to assume he would have done just fine Without it. And he, like, there are people, like, Roger Clemens was on lists of people that they assumed took steroids, and he still tested negative. Mm -hmm. Either he was way ahead of the game, 
or he had a very good method of covering it up. But either way, you can assume all you want. If you can't prove it, you got to let it go. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Kurt Schilling. No, yes. I think that's him. I think that's him. I think I think that's what it is. And I saw somebody say he literally didn't make it in because of his political views. I don't know what the fuck it was. He still has eligibility. Because I think you have 15 years. You can be on the ballot at five years, and you're, after 15 years, you're done. But the point of it is, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens not being a Hall of Fame is horse shit. That's all I got to say about it. Agreed. Hypothetical time. Okay. You want to end it on this? What do we got more to talk about? Nope. JB Hunt's in the NIL game. That's all I got. I, I just got, hope I got that nothing that, to say about it. If, if that's going to be the game, which it is, it, we need to take advantage of the money that's around here. I hope it sparks a competition between all the big dogs. If you get JB Hunt, Tyson, Walmart, I figure Walmart will be last because they probably got their tax deductible situations in order long ago. It can't go straight from them. It has to be a separate right. organization from like JB Hunt, Walmart, all these guys. Plus, you know, the, the deal with the fucking stadium and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't do any affiliation with Walmart whatsoever. Like, yeah, but how long before that players? starts? How long before you? Well, start all I got to do is just make a little sub thing under Walmart, just like no, JB Hunt has done. I mean, like, how long before you start seeing like Walmart on the jerseys, like in the NBA? It's foolish that, that that they haven't. I don't know why they don't. I mean, the school's making money from boosters, regardless. You might as well get some advertising out of it. China must not allow it. Maybe not. Hypothetical. Okay. I don't remember how this came up. I actually think it came up. It's funny you mentioned Mark nineteen. I'm pretty sure that's how it came up. We were talking about it, and I said. Cut the music off of this. <laughs> if you could take from right now, you had a time machine. You could take four people. You choose the four people, and you could take any weapon. I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust it a little bit because it got out of control. Okay. Any weapon that any civilian could get a hold of, whether that be by, you know, permit, tax stamp, whatever. Any civilian has the ability to go get it. And you go back to Civil War. Do you think U5 with that could take out? Does each person get to choose a different weapon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It started out saying, do you think you could win the war? Which the fact that it started there, it took a long time to make a decision. Do I get to keep the knowledge that I have now on tactics, military tactics, it, shit like that? The stipulation on this was you have unlimited ammunition as well. No, no grenades, no explosives, no nothing like that. Strictly sending rounds down range from the weapons that are from today back then. Okay, so clearly we're going sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rock a, th- a 338 Lapua. Do I think I could win the war with it? I clearly know the much more advanced tactics now than they did back then, so right. I'd be able to snipe at a much more efficient rate. They would never fucking find me. Well, just just imagine, like, if like we're talking about muskets, okay? Right. So let's say you're 300 yards away and you have high ground. You could fucking mow down. If you just chose 150 cal. Right. It's over. Right. They still have artillery shells and cannonballs and stuff, but do I, th- I wouldn't stick in one place long enough. Like one person would have a 50 cal, one person would have a Mark 19. I myself would have a 338 Lapua. Mark 19's out. It's a grenade. Okay. Mark 19, no Mark 19. Okay. I said if I could just have a 50 cal, a 240, and a 249's what I said. A saw for a flanking element. Yeah, I, uh, I said just lay me. down. I think I could. I think I could do some. If I just damage. had those weapons myself, I think I could really fuck up an entire brigade. Right. So when we got some back and forth on this, what I said was, but think about it this way. Let's boil it down to this: Give me an M4 and a tree in the middle of a fucking field, 
and you send, let's say, six guys at me. They're walking, six guys with muskets. I'm behind a tree with an M4. Mm-hmm. I pop out. I shoot one. I shoot the second. Y'all still the haven't even other, loaded your muskets. The other four are panicking. <laughs> he just shot two of us. He didn't even reload. <laughs> they're they're heading for the fucking hills. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when you act like a small militia back in the day, and you just attack small groups of them as they're maneuvering. And you could take down... I mean, you could realistically take down fucking elements that are anything under I about... I think you could win the war. Anything under about 20, <laughs> you could take down an element of maybe 20 people just by yourself. Now, granted... I'll say a magazine. You could take down a, a fucking element of 30 at a time, as long as you didn't catch them all in like, you know, 5,000 people groves. See, you know here, here, here's the thing. Like, they have cannons. Obviously, we're giving them all that, their weapons. That's a problem. We have scopes. We do. So, you get just outside of cannon range, and they're fucked. There's nothing they can do. Little drummer boy, see you later. Or they send the front line out, all the fucking dum-dums with their bayonets running at me, and the first person I pick off is a general sitting on a horse. What the fuck are they going to do now? Who's the leader? Yeah, they're only... What do we do? The, the general's only 500 meters back, but according to military tactics, you, you, that's not what they did. They didn't let the generals do that. They, You know, you remember uh, the Patriot? Yeah. When they're sitting back there, they're like, no, why don't we? Why don't the general... Why don't you guys fight? Well, we agreed that that's just not... Strategically appropriate. You know what we don't do we now? Agree here. to shit. You're right. You take out the fucking general <laughs> ASAP. This is a, this war is over. This is a group of five people. This ain't a fucking this ain't NATO type shit. This is just us against all of them. Okay. You could do some damage. Me, you, Emily Macy, of course, have to be involved. And then we get an X factor from our from the military days who was just a bad motherfucker. I know several of them. And I, honest to God, think we could have, whichever side we fought for, I, of course, reside in the South. See, well, not okay. getting into the politics well, of here's it. The, here's the thing. Not going to get into the politics Here's the thing. What well, we talked about this, too, after the fact, when, we, when I agreed, they didn't. I think you could win the fucking war. Like, I really... I, I was about to say, I think I could win... I mean, I live in the South. I'm not trying now, to make this political. I would be able to... The South would win. So if it was just us, obviously the main issue with winning the war comes in when like you five, of course, yeah, are going to have to go to sleep, and they have thousands of people that they can just take shift and they can just walk and pick you off. But I know how to make makeshift, uh, makeshift like uh, I don't I don't remember what we called it, but I know how to make some shit so goddamn cool. I'd have to brush up again, but I know how to make some shit that was so goddamn cool. You would be laying in the fucking grass, and they wouldn't even know you were there. Right. We would be under the top level of soil, and I know how to reinforce that motherfucker to the point where we can lay under the ground and look like the grass is not even bothered. You give me the weapons of my choice, unlimited ammunition, and like a climbing stand where I can be in a fucking tree. Ain't nobody looking in trees. Until you fire the first shot and they look in the tree. (laughs) Like a suppressor in this scenario. Oh, suppressor. Okay. You can get. You're reducing some range now. You're not going to be able to reach out and touch them from that so far. Because all I have to do is wait for them to shoot. And, and it does still make a noise. We well, know that. Right, obviously. But I don't know that it would be enough for them, especially if you're not initially looking at the They would be so confused if they, heard a, if they heard a fucking silenced weapon shoot. Well, they wouldn't think it's a weapon. <laughs> they think it was fucking, we were, it was alien versus predator up here. We are fucking. And like, sh- I'm sure they have like, oh, everybody can't shoot at once because then we'll be fucked. You start picking off about six of them, they have no idea where you are. It's chaos. Because they can't see you. It's chaos. Everybody shoot. Can we take night vision? Yeah. Oh, it's over the first night that's it get it's AM. over you can get fucking like civilian go out and get some variation of kevlar 
Well, anyway, oh, it's, it's a wrap. It's coming up. W's. Yeah, it's W's. Now, here's the thing we talk about afterwards. We talk about North. Who would you fight North and South? <laughs> here's the deal. I'm only laughing because it's hilarious that that's the immediate thought right. in this hypothetical well, situation. I, I went to Civil War for the time period, but now you have to choose. If you do, naturally. I will claim myself as the fucking, I was the one who did all this, just I'm, so you know. The it's me. I am rewriting what the fuck we stand for. But that's the thing. So if you if you choose to fight against the North mm-hmm. and you win, mm-hmm. we have no idea what happens after that. Oh, we just bounce out. Like what? No, but I'm saying what happens to the world after that. That's the thing. That butterfly effect is like, real. Geographically, that's where we would end up. But what the fuck happens then? We don't get any say on the treaty or what? No, no, you're just the executioner. So you just show up, win the war, or lose or die, and then somebody and then, else gets to make the decision. The people that were already there. It's just problematic. That's a prize situation. But if you just immediately if wipe out... If that's the case, I'm fighting for the North. But then if you immediately wipe out the South and you did nobody struggle through any of it, what happens there? There's a lot to fucking think about there. It's toughy. If, but, if what happened in that war... Because clearly the South and North still have their, their, their whatever the fuck right. they're fighting over. If I know the outcome of that war... And I don't fight for the North. You're a fucking. I'm a piece of shit. Yes, scumbag you are because I do know the outcome of that. So I'm fighting for the North. I'm from Arkansas, North Arkansas. But God bless it. I'm fighting for the North. <laughs> you have to. I mean, it's very clear. You have to because in this scenario, you're because we know what happens when the North wins. We see it now. It, it, we're at this. Well, yeah, and, and I'm both, fighting for the North. Both sides went into that war with a clear picture of what it looked like if they won. That picture doesn't change. You got to fight for the North. Boy, does the picture change if the South won. Drastically. <laughs> we're talking bad. I don't know if we're here. Yeah, there's no fucking, this, there's no talent. This area that is the United States may be fucking barren. Just everybody's dead. With all of us dumbass rednecks in charge? Especially. There ain't no telling. If, we're, if you fight for the North and you wipe the North out that fast, you know what's going to happen to the South? What? Because we're here, we know. They'll start fighting each other. <laughs> There'll be a civil war in the South. And they'll just keep dividing and executing until there's nobody left. That's what happened with the Romans. It's fucking crazy. That is, in, that is an interesting one. That's a good hypothetical. We're going to get more of those. Yes. Good I enjoy that. And if you don't fight for the North, we ain't friends. Yeah, you're a bad person. Like, it's easy to say, but you're a bad person. Yeah, you're just that. not a good person. Yeah. Show's over. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.